Hey friends, welcome to the Drivecast, a daily podcast walking through the Bible to help us read it in, pray it up, and live it out. My name is Dan, and I serve as the teaching pastor for our Worthington campus. Today, we're looking at Revelation 12, 7 through 12. I'll read the passage, and then we'll get started. Revelation 12, starting in verse 7. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon and his angels also fought, but he could not prevail, and there was no place for them left in the heaven any longer. So the great dragon was thrown down, the ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the one who deceives the whole creation. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, The salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have now come because the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been thrown down. They conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they did not love their lives to the point of death. Therefore, rejoice, you heavens and you who dwell in them. Woe to the earth and to the sea, because the devil has come down to you with great fury, because he knows his time is short. Now, let's read it Read it in. Satan has been defeated. Verse 8. The victory is already won. Five times in these few verses, we are reminded of Satan's defeat in Christ's victory. Right, That he and his angels, Satan's angels, have been thrown down. It's this picture of them being cast away from the realm where they uh, are primarily involved down to earth. Right, and how often do we need to be reminded as believers of this victory as we go about our daily lives? Well, God promised this victory all the way back in Genesis chapter 3, which is the first time we meet Satan, that serpent that this passage references back to. And it reminds us there again, here again in Revelation 12, that he has been defeated. The present reality, that at the death and resurrection of Jesus, he has secured victory over Satan, sin, and death. And this picture in Revelation 12 is a zoomed-in, focused uh, articulation of the defeat of Satan by Christ. And yet we also see that there is this ongoing work that Satan has in the world around us. I'm really struck by this last line right in verse 12 here, right? That it says, Woe to the earth and sea, because the devil has come down to you with great fury, because he knows his time is short. And what this reminds us of is the primary way that Satan engages in the world around us today uh, is through accusation and that he continues to fight even to his own defeat in the world around us. The New Testament is full of talking about this type of language. In fact, the Apostle Paul even reminds us that uh, today, here and now, we do not wrestle, wrestle merely against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against a great enemy. Peter reminds us that our, uh, our adversary, Satan, prowls like a lion around us, seeking someone to destroy. And I, I think what's interesting is that in this cur- current cultural moment that we find ourselves in, it almost sounds crazy to talk about a spiritual realm. 
as if this is the thing that unintelligent or uneducated people might believe in, but as a society, maybe we have moved past this. And yet we also can't deny that there is an increasing interest in the spiritual world around us in the spiritual realm. I mean, the uh, incredible success of the Netflix series talking about this upside-down realm, the Stranger Things series, reminds us that there is a craving and a fascination and a curiosity for this kind of spiritual realm. And what Revelation is painting a picture of us for is that this spiritual realm really does exist, and it has very real implications for the way we live here and now. The earliest followers of Jesus almost understood an immediate connection between Satan's role as the accuser and the real-life accusations that we experience as followers of Jesus. In fact, they tied a direct line uh, between their persecution in the first century by the Roman officials and governments for their refusal to participate in the uh, pagan festivals of, of the surrounding culture. They tied a direct line not just to being accused by Roman officials and governing authorities, but by Satan himself. To the accusing work of Satan has real-world implications for what we experience here and now today, and I think it is the height of foolishness for us as followers of Jesus to ignore the spiritual realm. In fact, we do that to our own peril when we uh, dismiss these kinds of things as fairy tale notions that have no real impact on us today. You see, the warning in Revelation 12 for us to pause and remember is that we have an enemy who has come down with great fury, who will do everything he can, everything he is even permitted to do in order to derail God's people, to harm them. And we face a very real spiritual battle. Now, let's make sure we don't just uh, talk about the scriptures, but we want to pray these things back uh, to God himself. So let's pray it up for a moment. Verse 10 tells us that salvation, power, the kingdom of God, the authority of Christ have come and that Satan has been defeated. Let's spend some time praising God for his victory and thanking him for the gift of salvation and the power and the Holy Spirit that comes with it. We're reminded in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, again, that we don't wrestle against just flesh and blood, uh, but there is a spiritual battle that takes place in the world around us. And so he encourages us at the end of his letter to take on the full armor of God that we may withstand our enemy. Let's thank God now that he does provide a full spiritual armor Maybe ask that he uh, would continue to provide that for us as we go about our day today. And finally, let's live it out. Now, sometimes we find 
ourselves in situations where we're facing serious accusations, real world issues, uh, problems. Maybe it's a conflict at work or with your neighbor or with a family member. And we kind of have a propensity to leave this in the uh, the physical realm as if we're not affected by our accuser. And yet we do have one, as Revelation 12 reminds us, who is furious at the victory of Christ and rages against us. Maybe we need to be reminded of this moment that that particular relationship we're wrestling through right now that we've been trying to fix on our own means. Maybe we need to commit that relationship back to the Lord today and ask for his help. And maybe pray specifically that if there is any work of the enemy at play here, uh, that Jesus would grant victory even in that area. Friends, thanks for tuning in for the Drivecast. Again, we want to take time to read it in, pray it up, and live it out. We'll see you back here again next week.